Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and I have a really great chat lined up for you. Before we get started, though, I'd like to remind you that I have a Patreon page where you can join and help support the show. On the page, you can find all kinds of comics, zines, music sneak peeks, and other things. You can sign up at patreon.com slash human machine for as little as $3 a month, and you can read all of the zines that's been published instantly. That's patreon.com slash human machine. And now I'd like to play something for you. You're hearing Cosmic Glue by Star 99, featuring my pal, Searsha Alessandro, on guitars and vocals. The song comes from their new album, Bitch Unlimited, which they are out on tour supporting right now. Catch them in a city near you to pick up the album, or order at the link in the description. You know, it's a weird, it's probably um, Adia by Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> okay. I weird know one. Sarah McLaughlin, but I don't know if I know that song. Dude, it's, uh, my mom had this, uh, it's kind of blurry. My mom used had this like mixed CD. So in her car. And I remember that really well. Um, but I also remember like listening to Chinky songs like by my dad. Because um, my dad was in a Scavian called the chinkies so maybe that's more interesting and it's probably around the same time okay what does your dad play he plays guitar yeah in us in it's like an asian man band called the chinkies are all asian and um yeah scavian and he would have he had the tape and i remember him getting the tape in his mitsubishi and he would play it and we were like little kid like very little like my brother was like in a car seat. I was in a car seat. Um, That's wild. Well, so you're like uh, like a, a legacy, like, <laughs> of like um, California, like, you know, punk and hardcore and stuff. Yeah, like ska nepotism, which yeah. is the worst kind of nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> do people, like, hmm, do, do like the older, like, punk people know you, like, as, like, that that's the the daughter of the person yeah 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 around here or around the bay yeah Yeah. like um uh i used to work at asian man with like jeremy sometimes who's also in this band Uh and um in like bailey who plays in scowl and what like a bunch of us would work there and pack records for mike park and um we yeah i don't know like so they know me through that and through my dad like Mike Huguenorn knows me through my dad or like (laughs) the whole thing that's awesome (laughs) how many of like so like other than like Jeremy and stuff who like know you well how how many of the folks that you meet like your own age know your dad's band and stuff only like like um like people that like ska would would know that probably right. like really like ska, <laughs> you right. know? Right. Yeah, it was like a and or people from like the Bay from a certain time, but not nobody my age would know who that is, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's that's that's wild. It's just like yeah, Asian man definitely like. I mean, since since like I was in high school and stuff, you know, that label's like been going at it, and and uh, yeah, it's wild. Like. I never thought about like, you know, labels like hiring out like, you know, local local punk kids and stuff to help like pack their records. <laughs> Child labor. They didn't hire us. They, he would like pay us in one record for the whole day. And we were like, thanks. 
Oh, wow. Terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Severely underpaid. We just wanted to hang out so bad, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. What, um, so you're just like, you're just packing records and there'd be like a few people and so you're just like chatting and packing records? Yeah, yeah. I met, um, uh, all of my current friends from that, or my longest term friends, lasting friendships made through that, I think. Um, yeah, that's weird. That's totally true. From packing like Lemuria records, <laughs> like oh, wow. on the music industry or something. Wow. That's really cool. I mean, like, uh, you know, other than the, you know, other than the fact that the financial compensation or, or other, <laughs> other types of compensation wasn't necessarily, you know, um, that great. That's, that's really cool. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Like there was always like in, in high school, in your first bands, et cetera, et cetera. There was always that like, um, like, oh, my band's, like, d demo is done, but we got to, like, put them all together or whatever. And so, like, mm -hmm. a few friends would show up, you know, but this is just, like, on a, on a, like, a an outside level kind of thing, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, Mike would um, post on Facebook, like, is anybody free today at, at 8 a.m.? <laughs> you know? Oh, my. <laughs> and everybody would go. And, like, I don't know, I knew people that would skip school to go. <laughs> like, go oh, wow. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> um, no, not not you, though, right? Not you. Guess, not me. Uh, no no yeah. way, dude. In case anybody's <laughs> listening. Um, yeah. Um, so, like, it sounds like you know, obviously music was always a, a pretty big deal in, in your life. Um, when, when did you start, like, were you fantasizing, like, from a very early age about playing in bands and stuff like that? Yeah, um, my dad kind of pushed it uh, a little, like, because I was in a, a pretty bad spot at around, um, like, 12, 13, um, like, I lost a friend really early, and I was just not processing it very well. And, like, I think that my dad's answer to that was, like, oh, this this helps me. Like, I, I play music when I feel like shit, and I can't, um, I can't make any, like, emotional headway with it. Like, I can't figure out what to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so he's just, like, come with me to shows, and he would drag me out to see, like, Outline Trio, who I loved. You know, mm -hmm. I loved Alkaline Trio so much. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And and then he just, like, listened to this, and it was this band called Sarge. Um, oh, I remember yeah. that. Do you know Sarge? Um, they played my house once back in the day. Oh, my God. Yeah, great show. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I never met anyone that, that's heard of them. Uh, no, no. Them. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. I, yeah, I, I I remember hearing that and being like, I, I sound kind of like this, sort of, you know, in on my, on my good days. And uh, <laughs> uh -huh. like my voice does, which means like, uh, I don't know, because I had I'd only listened to like Orcore before that and like Ska, which is like a lot of like big white dudes and like, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was cool. I was like, oh, I could play guitar. And like the songs that I, I, I kind of make up for fun, like I can use them for something. So my dad's like, you should you should play in a, you try to play in a band. <laughs> uh -huh. It really helped uh, more than anything ever did and still does. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's wild. Like, um, like there's always that, there's always that, like me, that meme or that like tweet, like response where it's like being in a band is, not a substitute for therapy. And it's like, okay. That's still true. It is yeah. true, right? But the thing is, like, I I have, like, um, like, I don't want to go into the details, but I've, like, sat in on a therapy session, for example, mm -hmm. and they were seriously, like, like write poems, like, play in a band, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, no, it's not yeah. a substitute, but at the same time, your therapist will tell you that's a good outlet, you know? So, like... Yeah. Um, so like there's there's uh there's something to to what your what your dad was getting at and like it sounds like you know over the years you've also been like yeah there there was something to that um, yeah i mean my therapist that i i see 
today, like now, uh, I show her some songs I write, you know, and um, because she's cool, she's super down. She's like, do you know what choking victim is? And I was like, yes, you know, she's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's hella down. But I showed her a song I wrote, and I, I was able to like kind of, um, I think it's, and this is this true back then too, and maybe true for a lot of people. It's like it gets it gets at a feeling that you can't really, you're not ready to express completely yet, or um. Or you don't, you're not aware you're feeling like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think, I think that helped cause it was, it gave me some distance from some feelings I was having that I didn't know how to, how to tell anybody about. Um, but I was able to get it out of me, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, and not, not to say this is what you were implying like for yourself or whatever, but there is like that that there's like even like sort of a, a style of like lyricism where you're you're sort of like you're saying what you're saying without saying it you know yeah. so so like you can totally. definitely use like your band as as you know not like your band is in like the the personnel in your band but like your you know your your music as like the sort of like um shield or whatever, you know, like, um, mm -hmm. it just as, just how the same way that, like, um, playing in a band, like, shields you from just being up there by yourself and singing your songs, you know, like, your band as an entity can sort of be like, um, this is what, like, the band is saying, as opposed to, like, oh, these are, like, express outright like my feelings i don't i don't know if that i don't know if that makes a lot of sense it does it totally does yeah, yeah. I, I was like am i am i am i just projecting like my own stuff or is no, this no no that's real i, I and yeah. then like playing with other people because i had it i didn't and i didn't do that until this band it's my first band ever um oh really and, yeah <laughs> okay i was gonna get to that later but yeah wow yeah, but before so it's, it's been really cool. I got really lucky with with this group of people, um, which yeah, I guess is a whole other thing, a whole long story. But but before that, I was just playing like solo stuff, mm -hmm. um, forever, like opening for friends bands for fun, and and I put out like an EP or whatever, and you know, and um, but like playing with other people is um, it's like a whole other layer of like oh there's like more distance if I need it um and thus I can like kind of drive a little deeper or like be more um because it's the responsibility is sort of spread out um from just you mm -hmm. from what you're writing about and um and thus it's like a little less scary to experiment either like lyrically or or, or instrumentally you know and that's cool um because I, I didn't I felt a lot of um, imposter syndrome before when it was just me. Yeah. I was like, am I allowed to do that? Like, am I allowed to riff, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Can I just play C, Dad 9 over and over again? Because that works. Sounds like, you know, people seem to like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. And, um, but no, it's cool because, like, you can write about crazier stuff when you're backed by three people and they're like, yeah, we we're fine with this. Then people are like, oh, they're fine with this. So yeah. I'll be fine with <laughs> it too. And then there's like, there's the aspect of it to where like, you know, from a musical standpoint, like the, the, the other people can either choose to ground those ideas or like go with you. And either one mm -hmm. of those things can be validating like yeah. you know cuz like you you maybe maybe you're like oh okay yeah that idea like needed to be grounded a little bit or it's just like oh look we're all going on this like weird ride you know yeah no so. totally i'm and like <laughs> i'm like um so super lucky to play with these three people cuz i i i don't know they're they're so much more technically proficient than I've ever felt or been, you know, in, in like just like playing their instruments. Cause I, guitar for me is like sort of a, like a means to an end for like writing uh, lyrics and, and 
because uh, I was writing poems a lot. You, you're talking about that earlier, but yeah, that was that was like a big therapy tool. I was writing mm-hmm. poems mm-hmm. all the time, and um, and then it like it followed to like write songs from the poems, and then then sort of put it through the machine of Thomas and Jeremy and Chris, and then it became this thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, like it, another thing that's I think. I think interesting though. I I don't know Jeremy as well. I did meet Jeremy a very long time ago um, when Chris and Jeremy were living together and we stayed there. But um, (laughs) I I don't know like a lot of the history with the other folks in the band, but like um, Chris specifically, like it, it seems like the band between you and Chris and that sort of like, you know, Chris having the background in like really, really abrasive and like intense (laughs) screaming music. And then you like doing more like solo and like, uh, whatever, like, it seems like that's probably not where the dynamics end with the other members. So like, it's really interesting to me that like you seem to have landed with a very, with a group of people with very different skill (laughs) sets almost. Totally. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, because uh, Jeremy and Chris, or Jeremy and Thomas were in a, a hardcore band called Drop In together. Um, they're already used to writing with each other, and then obviously Chris is a screamo legend, and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he totally is. You know, like they totally are. And um, we lived at um, this house together called Hotbox, like all four of us. Um, for the first year of that of that house's lineup, <laughs> like uh, in San Jose and downtown, and um, uh, we knew each other from before then. Like my dad had played Chris's house, like Texas Toast, and um, everyone I knew worked with Chris at this like Indian restaurant called Tandoori Oven, including Jeremy, including me one time when Jeremy wanted to go to a show, and Chris was like, "Whatever." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but Thomas and Jeremy have like, like Jeremy has power violence roots. Thomas has like deep hardcore roots, but also um, his favorite soundtrack is the Juno soundtrack. So there's like an overlap. And um, Chris is yeah, screamo screamo queen, and like, and then also they're like, um, I don't know, it's a weird combo, but it's cool. I think it uh, they do they make choices I would never make or think of making or know are possible. And that's awesome and I think that's true for me with them too because they're like oh a pre-course <laughs> you know yeah, <laughs> it yeah. Works. <laughs> it's not part A, B, and C it's a pre-course dude <laughs> yeah I'm do you do you ever like do you ever even ever like viscerally like react like poorly to a choice that someone else has made but like you sit on it and realize, like, nah, that was right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, nodding. Yeah. (laughs) That happens to me a lot. And, like, with, with, uh, you know, with with some folks that I, like, um, play with or, or record with, rather, like, more specifically. But, like, and it's, it's, I think that that kind of, like, there's two things that have helped with stuff like that. And number one, it's like, I would not have like been receptive to that when I was like, uh, 19 or 21 or 22. Like, so being just like having a little more like age or or whatever under me, I think was one thing. But then the other is just like, obviously like just that, that, like, you know how good somebody is. And so you just trust that, like, you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to like sleep on this or whatever. Right. Yeah. I like, would never palm mute naturally. You know? <laughs> and now I, I palm mute all the time. That's weird. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I use my pedals now. That's cool. Not just the tuner. Um, yeah. You know, a distortion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's did you crazy. did you just like get, did you have them and and or or it was like hey wait I like my dad has this um like loony like 
dad garage, but it's like instead of tools or I don't know what normal non dads <laughs> have, like instead of tools or cars, I don't know, uh, posters of Playboy models, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know, it's like a Scott dad garage, you know? So it's like records and comics, and but it's like, like, uh, I don't know, indie underground comics, which is cool, and that's heck of cool. And then um, a bunch of pedals and stuff and, like, gear. So that helps a lot because I'm like, Dad, I need to make this sound. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. You know? And he helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this this garage sounds amazing, in my it's opinion. It's wild. <laughs> I, like, I'm imagining, like, the red, like, tool, uh you know, shelter like that, that you'll see in a regular, like Midwest garage, except, except when you pull out the drawers, it's just like, there's a phaser pedal and there's like three kinds of fuzz or whatever. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Not even far off. There's like big plastic tubs. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. I mean, that's similar to my basement, except it's like under the stairs. It's like, there's the tubs, which is like, okay, there's the, there's the metal zone and there's, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's, yeah, that's wild. That's awesome. Um, is that, is that where you like, uh, got like your love of like comics as well was, was from your dad? Yeah, totally. I mean, um, Man, yeah, I, I, if I ever pop a kid out, who knows, you know, I don't know. But, like, <laughs> if I ever do that, <laughs> um, I hope I, I hope I do the same thing, or those things. Not all the same things, For you sure. know. But, but like, um, he, he brought me to shows and, like, uh, zine fests and comic stuff and, like, you know, like, DIY dad stuff, which is, I'm, I'm so thankful for because it laid the groundwork for everything I that helped me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow inherently knowing to do that for your like struggling teenage girl, like daughter is like, like really cool. Cause, yeah. um, I don't know. Those are often, um, and remain like some of the most, like, it, I don't know, like the only places where I felt like accepted and normal, um, and still do today, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and that's that's cool. Just you know your kid's weird, you know? You like kind of have a feeling, I think. Yeah. <laughs> they need the yeah. same things as you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I Yeah, I definitely I I, I have three children and Cool. And th- varying degrees of weird, you know? And that's definitely cool. yeah, I definitely have been like um I mean, yeah, I don't know. My youngest I think is gonna be the I think like he'll be the most like normal one like like he'll like he can just talk to people and stuff like which is you know like not something like I was never like that social person you know and yeah um, that's my brother yeah (laughs) he's the talk to people one (laughs) yeah it's wild like you like you just don't like you, you look like I don't know how you're doing that. Like, I don't, yeah, you know, like <laughs> superpower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Do you remember what the first like uh, comic you you ever read was? Mm-hmm. You said like indie comics and stuff, and and it's like, I, yeah. and so immediately I think of like, if I'm thinking back, you know, twenty years or whatever, then I'm thinking right. of like Los Bros, you know. So like, yeah, I mean, the, uh, but I'm like. Yeah, I was like, maybe you, maybe you weren't reading those, right? Because I don't think I would have. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he gave me stuff that he just had. He's like, whatever. My mom was like, I don't know what that is. So, and she's the one that would have been like, 
don't give her this. Like, yeah. a, <laughs> not yet, like, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, I think it might've been, um, even, I think it was shortcomings. Oh, okay. It was really early by Adrian T- Tomine. Uh-huh. Is it Tomine or Tomine? He's Japanese. I'm like Tomine, but maybe it's Tomine. But, um, it, it was either shortcomings or ghost world. Cause I was like reading a lot already. And, uh, then I was reading, I wanted to graphic novels so, like mouse and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it might've been that, but earlier than that, it's probably dandy comics, um, which were comics from like the UK and Ireland. Cause my mom's from Ireland and, um, we would go and visit her family sometimes. Um, and I was reading Irish comics really early and I guess <laughs> it was probably that actually. <laughs> Okay, that's wild. What what's what's that like? The Irish. <laughs> well, I just mean like that that comic specifically. Was that like a like you said dandy or is that is that like are you describing yeah. like a genre or a title name? No, it was dandy and Beano comics, and they were like uh, anthologies, but they would have like oh, Dennis okay. Menace or whatever. Um, but it was pull. I think it was. Yeah, they were they're weird. I was reading Tintin really early. Okay. <laughs> like, was, it's kinda like Tintin. Okay. Um, or like Asterix or um I don't know, there's like they're what are they, sequential like side wave comics, like how you like horizontal comics. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, like strips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like co- collected and, and Yeah, newspaper yeah. style, you know? Uh so yeah, I didn't. I, the stuff that really hit was like you're saying, like like Jaime Hernandez stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like Love and Rockets really hit, and that's why I started drawing them. I think. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that. I mean, some of that stuff, like you know, you you specifically mentioned Tintin. Sometimes, sometimes you read through that and you're like. Well, a fair bit of this did not age very well, but <laughs> no, but totally. like uh, but you know, like Jaime and and them, like, I mean, I think, I, um, I think I always miss when there's like a new like full collection or whatever, you know. But like yeah. my library has like all of this stuff, and I I read like I read through that stuff like once a year. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm just always just like blown away by something new or whatever. I'm and I'm and I'm looking at this like like you know these like they were doing this like 30 years ago, nearly 40 yeah. years ago, you know. And it's just it's wild. Um, Maggie and Hopi, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, even like they've even like. They've still got it. Like some of their newest stuff mm-hmm. is still like it's really so good. good. Yeah, but, he um, came to my school one time. I took this comic class, and um, cause I went to art school for a little bit in in down here in LA. And um, <clears throat> he came to his comic class, and he was showing us like ink drawings, like just fresh. And this class was full of people that had to take this class for like an English credit. And they didn't know who this was, and I was like, "Do you understand?" I was, I want to shake everyone. I was like screaming, yeah, <laughs> freaking out. I was like, "Do you know how much you mean to me?" Like, mm-hmm. It's wild. It's really cool. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I feel like you know. I feel like I, I, I get that just from just from like I don't know. Like I'll hear. Like some, I'll hear some stories on a podcast or something about like the way some comic was made or, you know, whatever, like, and I'll be trying to talk to my wife, like about this and, um, and, and she's just like, that's great. You know, but I'm like, wait, you don't understand, you know, like, (laughs) Hey, we got to circle back to that really quick so I can express how important that is. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The real thing. Yeah, it's it's wild. Like, um, that's that's really cool that like you that you got to to meet meet him and everything. Like, what um, what um, what did you take away from that? Like, 
like lecture or, or however, you know, you, you want to put it like it, was there one thing that you took away from that, that, that you still really hold on to like, to this yeah. Cool. I mean, um, when I went to that school, uh, I went to art center, which is like, honestly, a, like a Disney factory. It's, it's weird down here. Uh, <laughs> like people go into it for, um, to get an animation job, which is, which is really cool. You know, it's just, um, I went into it cause I was making comics already mm-hmm. and I wanted to make better comics, you know? And, um, I don't know, but a lot of my professors kind of shot it down. They're like, that doesn't make any money at all. And you should not do it, which is correct. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> and, um, but seeing how he was like, he's like, I still draw, I, you know, he's doing everything analog. He's still like, I think he might be coloring digitally, but he's lighting analog, like, using the same tools, like, there's just these beautiful drawings, you know? And, um, so fast. He's like, there's, he's so fast. <laughs> like, it's That's wild. wild. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, oh, this is what I actually care about. This is, like, this person is invested and, like, doubled down, like, a million times on this storyline. <laughs> like, I think that's so cool, you know? Um, I, it made me make comics again, which is great. Because yeah. it's still with you. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it feels like um, the same part of your brain that wants to write music, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I... I it doesn't make any money, and it's mm, stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somehow takes longer than making music. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, it's wild. I... I, um... I... I sort of like I wanted to make comics like ever since I can remember ever since I was a kid, you know, ever since I I was mm-hmm. I was copycatting drawings, you know, I was I'd see a drawing and I mm-hmm. I could copycat it pretty well and cool. so I always had these like drawings from when I was and then you know I got wrapped up with with music and this and that and the other thing and I sort of like always had that like uh, I always had that feeling like when you get that new sketchbook and you're just going to ruin it by like using it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really had such a hard time, like just like getting started on anything because of that. And then like my, my wife bought um, an iPad and was like showing me, she, she's like, check out this program, Procre- procreate. And then like, yeah, I'm like, dude obsessed with it after that and like (laughs) and then she's like well i guess she's pretty much like well i guess you can have that ipad now (laughs) because and uh and i was just like i don't know what why it it took me that well i mean i just explained why but like psychologically why you know that thing of like making the marks on actual paper was such a a, a wall for me whereas like you know you do it in, in in the thing and you and you don't like it you just delete it like right away mm-hmm. you know or you make some marks that you don't like and you just rewind and you never made them you know um <laughs> so like it was such a thing and it, it really like catapulted me into that but yeah there's there's still like where where you're like um like I really started getting into it and, and I was sort of like, this is something that I can do like when I'm not like um, doing music. And then it was like, this takes a lot, like somehow this takes a lot longer than making music <laughs> for me. I don't like, I, I, I just spent six hours on like four panels, like <laughs> and they're not done. Like what is happening? Yeah, um, yeah I could have recorded like, you know, an entire song in this amount, but, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's awesome. Um, (laughs) you were talking about like sort of before you joined up with, you know, the, the other folks in the band and stuff you were doing, like you were opening like, you know, solo and, and whatnot. But, um, like I'm assuming it was like how you got started playing was like, you know, your dad is sort of like, here's a guitar, like go for it kind of thing. Or was it totally different than that? 
Um, it was kind of here's a guitar, go for it. Yeah. But then it was, um, uh, I want to cover Green Day. Can you help me learn how to play a D chord or whatever? You know, mm-hmm. and and that's where that kind of started. I was like covering Alblentry and Green Day forever. I have this YouTube cover channel that <laughs> would make my friends film me in like a bathtub, and I'd be playing like like covers, you know, like the thermal covers or whatever. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's where that's where that started. And then I did open mics. And I did a talent show at school. <laughs> I covered like Leonard Cohen which is insane and then like um we I don't know yeah I, I forget the first show I think it was in a backyard um I think Kill the Bats played something like that I forget who played it was it was like Jake Margo's it was a Jake Margo band I'm pretty sure and uh <laughs> okay uh, yeah I can't remember but um yeah it's like Nickel City era kind of stuff which is like people played at this arcade in San Jose I'm I'm kind of stuck on the bathtub thing is that an oh, acoustic yeah, sure. thing is that like because it sounds good yeah also it's okay. like a look thing like it was like you know it was indie sleaze era so oh, everybody okay. was like <laughs> it was it was like the vibe too yeah it was okay. the vibe it was um you know I was wearing uh I had like big uh what is like side bangs and then I'm trying. Uh, I'm going for that now. It's I don't know. It's fi- yeah, fifty it's fifty. Whether whether it's it's working that day or not. Yeah, uh, I just cut my bangs whenever I can't see, and that's kind of how I choose to navigate bangs and hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mine is like it's uh, let it go until like like I can't take it anymore, or like um, yeah. or like. I cut it and feel guilty. Yeah, me too. Like I'm like, oh, like I should have let it go longer. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, I don't, it doesn't make sense. It's like, because there's, cause there's definitely that like, um, there's definitely that like feeling of like, like when I cut my hair, like I, it's like, uh, it's like a stress reliever or something. Yeah, so sure. like I want to do it more than I do it. When I do, yeah. I'm like ah. But then I but then I start feeling like, oh no, like like there was gonna be some point in the length of the hair where I was gonna be happy, and I didn't I didn't get there yet. Yeah, it's like I don't know if it's similar, but it's like giving yourself a tattoo when you <laughs> like when you really <laughs> want a tattoo. You haven't done in a long time, which is yeah, good. Me. Me either. Uh, <laughs> but it was really that feeling, or like cutting, or uh, cutting your jeans into shorts, oh, yeah. um, which I always regret doing. <laughs> I don't know. I had some that just like they they they'd had it, so I I mm. I had um, this summer. I was like, I have three pairs of jeans that fit really well, or are in very good condition and I like them and I have wow. all That's these a, that in itself is a triumph I feel like you know yeah I feel like it kind of is because it's like <laughs> um the there's things about each one of them that I prefer to the other one but overall the three of them are, are they work for me but um congratulations on this <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's uh you know it wasn't easy but uh, we went through a lot of, you know, near, near, near winners to get there. But um, yeah, it's, it's, so I, I did end up with, I did end up at some point, I was just like, I have all these pairs that like, they were never good as jeans and they were like trashed by this point. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna have so many cutoffs this summer. And I did. And like, I still only wear like two, two of them. It's just like, yeah. I'm just like I'm, you know, at a time. It's and then it's like the keys are already in that one. The wallet's already in it. Just put them back on. And, uh, you know, I wish I had like some kind of. I was thinking about this, and this is a, not a fully formed, you know, thought yet. But like, I I was thinking about packing for tour, right? Uh-huh. And like, um, like the other day, because we left the other day, and I was like, oh, man, I wish I had like a guidebook. Or what I should wear to play these fucking shows, 
because or like to be in a van or like to be on tour or whatever because i i feel like i always make mistakes depending on the season and then like and, and I, I still don't know what to wear when i'm playing a show there's this whole like like gendered shitty thing where i'm like i i kind of need to try i feel like more than they do and um and that's a complicated thought and i'm not really sure how to navigate it because yeah. i don't really need to but it's a it's a feeling you know yeah, yeah. and um no, I and I don't know, like it's a, it's weird. I, I have to, cause they're just going to wear their regular clothes and I'm like, do I wear a, a gown? <laughs> like, right, right. You know? Right. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. But I wish there was some kind of like, I don't know, guidebook. Somebody should write a zine. Yeah. So I'm, I, I said for I, the first time in my life. I actually, I actually am uh, writing a comic that sort of uh, goes into these feelings um, and how I relate to them specifically. Um, but it's, but, uh, but I, I think it's a, you know, it's a little different. But there are, I think, some points that we could touch on that are similar. I think, like, because, uh, like, as a as a trans person, I think that like there's an expectation of me, like you, you mentioned a gown, right. And like, and, um, and so there, there's this, there's this thing that I get going in my head where it's sort of like, well, if I just wear jeans and a t-shirt, like the other two people in the band, then like that, speaks to my validity like as as a woman you know and yeah and i that's like we all know that's ridiculous right but right we also all know that the things that you were saying are also true you know that there are expect you know shitty expectations or whatever no matter like how well-meaning like people are you know these yeah it's all subconscious unlearned shit yeah right right and (laughs) So like, I I was having this conversation with um, our bass player on the way up to New Friends Fest over last weekend, and and the the thing that I'm trying to put together is called um, Me and the Machine because like I have mm. a like I have like a I have a mode that I have to go into where I am like producing like work whether it's like uh music or like even comics or like mm-hmm. if i'm just even like packing like records or whatever like i i like one time my friend was like you record drums with jeans on and i was like this is work mode like Whoa, yeah. i i i put on the jeans and I am, I know it's time to like (laughs) get serious or whatever. The body knows. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think like, you know, there's probably a lot more to say about that, but like, you know, like it makes it to where, and especially because of everything that's going on with like trans people. And I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be at the border like trying to yeah. like I don't want to be dressed a certain way at the Canadian border and getting denied entry for whatever reason or or yeah. ha- harassed for what you know and that's you know like maybe that's something that I like need to like examine you know personally for myself <sighs> but like that's you know my point is I that I hear you though you know like it's like I I get I hate this feeling that, but it's, it's a, it's a shitty reality. I don't know how to deal with where like people, like people at the gas station treat me better when I'm wearing makeup. Mm. And I notice that just people around, you know, and Mm -hmm. like, or I don't know if it's like I'm carrying myself differently or they, it's on them. And I think it is on them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, so like you know, long story short, sorry I went I went oh, on no. that whole thing, but yeah, I I think that like yeah, I am trying to <laughs> I am trying to sort of write that zine right now, um, but I that's cool. I, I've I've got like 
my as far as like things that I want to create, you know, I am definitely that like like a lot of creatives where it's like your your um, eyes are bigger than your mouth, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm working on this and I'm working on this. Well, like let's work on let's work on finishing the first thing <laughs> first. Chris always get... has to do that with me. Like Chris is like, you, I know you can do this, man, but like you gotta like, I don't know. We should probably finish the record, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Let's finish. Let's finish the thing, and then we'll get. Then we'll talk about the next thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Poured a glass of water out. It was calcium inlet. An opportunity to recognize that my brain's a harbinger of death. So how did you know, like, um, that it was the right time for you to, uh, get it, get, get a full band going? Oh, I, okay. I lived in LA and I was going to that school, right? The mm-hmm. Disney factory school aforementioned. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, uh, COVID hit and I was like, okay, gotta go home, can't afford anything and school's online. And also I was dating this, like, um, really terrible guy like and i could say that because he was like terrible um if he ever hears this you were terrible you were terrible and, uh, this, yeah fuck you i don't dude. have to know you to know that's true it's the truth <laughs> it's god's honest truth and uh, <laughs> and I, I um i we made this shirt and sit down like and like you know, whatever. But, like, we um we made this shirt recently. It's, like, dumped his ass and started a band on the back. And um that's what happened, actually. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I dumped his ass, and I moved back home, and Jeremy was like, hey, man. This is my Jeremy impression. He's like, hey, man, you're kind of sad right now. We should just, like, play music. And I was like, okay, whatever. And we did, because we were all wanting to hang out with each other anyway because I was back and then COVID is hitting and we're, we're decided to be each other's like pot or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we just wanted to hang out. I think we'd just missed each other. Cause these are like my actual best friends from before and after, you know? And, um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it just, it, it happened for, we started it for fun and now we're, uh, getting to hang out a lot more cause it's, we, we get to tour and stuff. And that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was just real natural. And, like... Yeah. Was was that, like... That was in in 2020 then? Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. it was 2020, maybe towards the, the summer uh, or the middle mm-hmm. of the... Yeah, yeah, the middle of the year. Because um, I turned 20... Jeez, like twenty four. <laughs> like um I'm doing math. I'm twenty eight, twenty five, turn twenty five. And um right? Shit. I don't know. That seems right. I turned one of those. <laughs> and um and the <laughs> uh, Thomas and I had the same birthday, like June eleventh. So we were already hanging out and um we started the band. Because Thomas and I have played music together before like we wrote some songs together just like acoustic stuff um and with our friend drew so this isn't technically my first band ever i guess that was so we didn't have to do anything with it um our friend drew plays in a band called spy <clears throat> played in a band called Lear. Mm-hmm. Um, okay i was wondering if it was the same drew yeah same drew yeah, yeah. just super genius awesome. wild like oh my god you know it was a it's full of these people, and this is a whole tangent. Santa Day is full of these people where you're like, how the fuck do you do that? And no one knows but me right now, you know? <laughs> and like, and we're just here in this like collection of strip malls that's called a town, and like, we're <laughs> you're just writing Lear? Yeah. You're writing Spring Break No Parents? 
and you're 17 or 18. Like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. That 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 was. What's next? You know. Um, <laughs> like endship and then there's like fucking spring break new parents and then shinobu's like here's this and we're like fuck like yeah that is that is really wild to like put those two next to each other and you're like oh yeah that's that's actually true um (laughs) yeah um so like you all just start like you know, just, just sort of jamming for the heck of it. But then how long was it to where you knew that, okay, like we got to like, we got to figure this out. Let's, let's like round out the lineup and, and like start talking about what we're going to do with these songs. Like it, the first release was what in 2021. So it didn't take too long, but. Um, they're used to that. Uh, like Chris is so used to that. Um, pacing mm-hmm. for sure you know and like I think that I don't know I I think they're they they all know the score and like know what to do and they're um, <laughs> like and uh, they're like oh we're writing songs we gotta you know we should put something out you mm-hmm. know and I was like okay sure whatever um, but I don't know we didn't really we were taking it seriously in that we were taking hanging out seriously like and it was so we we never we rarely skip practice we we practice once or twice a week and we have for the last like two years um which is cool i think that's actually kind of hard to do um and um i i think it is because we want to hang out (laughs) yeah (laughs) the only time we all hang out and um uh yeah because everybody uh started dating people and like you get busier as you get older and so I think we kind of um I know that like Thomas was saying in the band the other day um because he is in a band um with Shannon from Awake but still in bed before um called Bread Club which is um another deep cut band and he was like I thought that might have been you know maybe like one of the last times I was like really going to tour um, which is a weird thought, you know. I think everybody has that thought, maybe, <laughs> like, yeah. when they're on tour. They're like, maybe this is the last one. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but it really is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they just kind of ran with it, because I think we, we started writing, and we're like, oh, the songs are kind of good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, or at least they're coming out e- easily, which is, which is a sign that it's, maybe it's kind of good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. They're okay, you know. <laughs> yeah did did you feel like things were rushing to you? Like you you mentioned the last that last record, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on the one that you just released. <laughs> oh yeah, we recorded it in like four days. Oh okay. <laughs> so dumb. Um, we wrote it like pretty quickly, <laughs> but. Um, I think it was more of like, oh, we've kind of established sort of an identity that we're into, and I think we're just trying to, like, document it while it stands and get it done, because otherwise it's just, cause we just want to tour in the fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cool. So, so it was kind of contingent right. on that? Like, you're like, we, if we, you had a time frame to where it was going to, like, come out and so that you could, like, further your your touring goals and whatnot? Yeah, there's no reason to do that though. Like, there it was totally self-imposed rushing thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no reason. Um, I, fa- yeah, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> personally, I found that you know you you can produce some like really cool results with with that you know and yeah totally. Just from an outsider's perspective, I think that y'all did. I don't know if you. You know, perhaps from the inside later, you'll be like, well, if we would have had more time to work on this or whatever. I mean, I hope you don't feel that way. I hope people. No, I think it ended up okay. Yeah. Um, in the end. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's true for drawing too, which is like, you know, same part of your brain shit. Like you just, it's like, and I give myself a time frame and like, uh, and, and I, a hard limit. Sometimes it's cooler because you don't overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
One of the um, one of the more useful things that uh, I've I've heard come from like one of the like pro artists or whatever that I've heard in interviews or whatever, and like um, like <clears throat> like artists artists will will hate this, but um, it, but it's like John Romita Jr. once and like I I don't. I personally think that John Romita Jr. is a very good storyteller. I don't always like the way that he draws things, but I think he's a very good storyteller. And obviously he's been at it this long. Like he, you know, he's got like big props for that. But like um, he said that uh, someone asked him what his style was once. And he said, it's the um, deadline style. (laughs) And he was like, if it's got to be done by this time, like I will get it done. And um like the artist artists will hate that because they'll be like, Oh, so you phoned it in. And like, I don't think that's what he was trying to say. No, I think he was different. just, yeah. yeah. I think he was just saying that like, you know, if it has to be done, it has to be done. And I think that from, uh, speaking personally, I know that like, um, one thing that I do is I give myself a lot of excuses for why it's not getting done. And mm-hmm. that all falls down to like, like usually it falls down to this idea that the perfect idea is going to come at like a random time and it's going to make like, it, it's, it's just gonna, it's just going to make all of this, go away when like realistically what I need to do is I need to like actually put the pencil down on the surface and do it. Mm -hmm. And like, that's sometimes where that deadline or whatever comes in where it's just like, like, I mean, I, I will write a song sometimes like just because I'm driving around and I get a melody in my head. But usually when I write a song, it's because I picked up my guitar when I like had no reason to do so. Mm-hmm. Like, except for like, I felt like I should do it, you know? Um, yeah. I, yeah. I totally hear you. That's, that's a real thing. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. I mean like the artist artist is like always like, no, like, like, everything has to be expired inspired and like pushing the envelope and like i agree like you should try to do that but like at the same time like sometimes like you were talking about before like oh what if i just like do this like c um cag chord progression or or however (laughs) you put it and you're like people seem to like that it's like sometimes you do have to just do that to get to the part that you really want to do so like Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where like all this comes in is where it's just like when things have to get done, sometimes you uh you put that one part in there, but then it it becomes the catalyst for that other idea that wouldn't have existed or whatever. Yeah, and there's something to like there, okay, there's a song on this last record that um called Kentucky that I wrote maybe two days before we were recording. And um, uh, and it, it was because I knew we needed another song, and <laughs> like, because uh, we wanted to round it up to ten, and I don't know, I, I they were like, "You're trying an acoustic thing." <laughs> okay, I was gonna ask was if like, that was the one. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, okay, whatever. But like, you sit down and um, uh, because I sat down and like I, I was like, I have to write a song. I'm gonna do it. I gave myself like a, I had to hang out with somebody like. Um, in like less than an hour, <laughs> like, and then the next day <clears throat> I had to bring them something to practice because I told them I would, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was like, okay, I have like 40 minutes to write this song. <laughs> like, <laughs> just do it. And, um, and it ended up kind of being like a, uh, like a, I think a pretty okay documentation of how I was feeling about having to hang out with this person and like, um, and like loneliness and where I was at in that, that, in that state and like dating and whatever. And I wouldn't have, um, written that, I think, or about that if I had sat down and had time and, you know, was like, what, what should this be about conceptually? What do we miss? You know? Yeah. Um, it's just like a documentation of a moment kind of. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's I think it serves as a really awesome like uh, uh like almost like an interlude in in the album yeah. as well. Like I think that it's its place in the album is is not only like um like um sonically like important, but I think like uh it, it it's it's the way it's built into the structure of the overall album was, was really cool as well. I definitely, as soon as you started talking about that, I was like, Oh, I wonder if it was that song. Um, (laughs) and it was, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, like there's, there's been times when, uh, it's sort of like you go to record something and you didn't have lyrics or whatever. And then when the rest of everything is done and you're just like, that one doesn't need lyrics, you know? And mm-hmm. it's a sort of a similar thing where it's just like, um, in that moment you did, you made a call that you may not, you know, have, have made, uh, at some other point. But, um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And thanks for that, you know, that behind the scenes look oh. at that track. <laughs> Um, it was rushed. <laughs> it was rushed. <laughs> hey, hey, kids, just rush it sometimes. It'll work out. Just, yeah, um, just uh, fake it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, between between what you're saying and what JRJR was saying, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's just like, don't stress out about every single thing. It's going to be fine. Yeah, um, oh, totally. Trust, your, yeah. trust yourself a little bit. Yeah. That's the real thing. I, to, I taught kids for a little bit. Um, teaching them art and a little bit of music, like songwriting stuff, mm-hmm. and um, the, that was that was the major hurdle to get over for teenagers. I was like, you can be bad, it's okay. Yeah, it probably won't be bad, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's okay, or no. it'll be bad and then it'll be good. No one else knows how bad you think you are. That's yeah. the thing, right? So you like, don't have to tell them. <laughs> yeah, do do not tell them. I say. I mean, that's yeah. you know, like. That's something I talk about a lot where it's like the, the, oh, your set was so good. And, oh, we screwed up five times. Like, don't diminish someone else's. Oh, I, like, I think I did that last night. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> look, like whatever people need, need to do. But my, my personal thing is like, like someone's coming to your thing and they're having their own experience. Like everyone yeah. takes this Real. stuff in like on a personal level like no even though we're together like we take it in on our own and i my outlook on that is that like they could have thought that was the best thing they ever heard i do not need to like do say or do anything to like get in the way of that you know yeah Um, my my partner always says no disclaimers (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like when I play music for them, or like, or I play like um, a new song, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, no, no disclaimers. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. So uh, the album's called Bitch Unlimited, and mm-hmm. um, it is available from Lauren Records. It's and uh, it's uh, it's on the Bandcamp, and you also have two other releases that people can check out on. What is the URL specifically? Is it just start ninety nine Bandcamp? I I can't. Like, it must be. You can <laughs> Google it. Like it'll get there, but it'll also be in like the show notes, so um, people can get cool. to it real easy. But um, yeah, so that's out, and 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 y'all are on tour. So um, yeah, we're on tour. Yeah, what's a <laughs> what's so this will this will go on Monday. What I should have looked at this before. What is Monday? Monday is uh, Tucson. Tucson. Okay, um, so that's the fourteenth, yeah. and y'all are gonna be out until the twentieth. Is that right? Fucking yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, My boss is unhappy about it, but yeah, we. we well, be. you know, like sorry. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, boss. I hope I hope that uh, everything's going as well as can be, but uh, yeah, um, like uh, do. It, are there shows that you're like most looking forward to that that uh, that you want to talk about before we sort of like wrap it up? Or yeah, sure. I mean, I I wish I had a list in front of me right now. I don't remember the dates attached, but like we're um, some San Diego is going to be fun. Um, 
because it's like our friend the neutral shirt i'm so excited to play with them and then um in oklahoma which is crazy that we're going to oklahoma i love oklahoma um uh, hope we see a tornado from afar that'd be cool <laughs> hope nobody gets hurt but you know no cows um hurt in the process dude but like i want to see a tornado yeah just from and, um, a safe distance yeah yeah they're cool i've seen one bef- two before in my whole life and i was like there's only people believe in god out here you know yeah yeah for it's sure. like some active god <laughs> weird but um yeah i'm excited to play oklahoma city that'll be cool my friend elijah we're yeah. stoked on that that's awesome yeah i there's a tor- there's like a tornado siren goes off here constantly and i've um, what? i've i've been lucky that there was only like one that touched down where are you uh indiana whoa uh, and it's indiana's like, cool it's you know it's it's got its it has its moments um one time i went to this thing in indiana that was like a lot of the world's biggest stuff Oh yeah. Um, I don't know why. I think it was an RV park that had like the world's biggest spoon and the world's biggest ruler. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was wild. It was super cool. <laughs> the world's biggest like sort of random random objects, like yeah, nothing. Yeah, ball of twine. <laughs> yeah. Now that could have been that could have been huge, but like. Yeah, it could have been huge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's wild. That and and that feels very Indiana, also. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I hope that um, the rest of your tour is awesome. Um, is is, Thank is, you. is there anything that we sort of forgot to cover? Hmm. No. Like, <laughs> I guess I can't I, think of anything. I mean, there's like people. Um, I'll also post your website where people can check out like a bunch of your art and stuff. Um, oh, cool! Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Like, uh, is are there any uh, other than that? Is there any are there any like links to to where people can like mm. um, support your art specifically? Okay, let me think. Um, okay, so my Instagram's HTTP Searsha. Good okay. luck spelling that, though. You know. Well, I'll tag you yeah. in the post. So. <laughs> really hard. Yeah. yeah, people. People can go from there. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it's nine ninety nine, which is like spelled out. And then, yeah, like I think. Oh, oh yeah. Jeremy said, okay, pre-order the record at Warren Records. That's what I was told to plug. <laughs> For, sure. For sure. For <laughs> sure. And that was my conversation with Searsha Alessandro. Thank you so much, Searsha, for taking the time out of your tour to chat with me. Thanks to everyone for listening along as well. Go catch Star 99 right now on tour if they're coming near you. Until next time, take care and do good things.